What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> we back <laughs> with another book club episode. Hooray, yay. Whoop. Uh, <laughs> we're recording this late at night, so we're trying to be quiet, but I already broke it. Ten oh, seconds. Well, you know what? Your neighbors can deal. <laughs> they have to, I guess. They'll yeah. have to. We are Moaning Myrtle's Bathroom. I'm Katie. I'm Emily. We're a Harry Potter podcast where we moan and groan about all things Harry Potter. You, you know guys it. know the drill. <laughs> So, yes, we are back with part two of our Gone with the Fire book club today. Meow, meow, so, we will be doing chapters six through ten today. Five more. Five more. Count them, babies. So, today <laughs> is all about the Quidditch World Cup, guys. A lot of shit goes down A here. lot of shit goes down. So. And I was saying this to you before. We were talking about this just for a minute before we started recording as we ate our McFlurries. Yes. <laughs> um. It's already such a scary book. Yeah, it is. It's so Knowing what the ending is and like how much is actually going on in this part, even though you don't realize it at the time, it's like really intense. It's so good. I'm so excited to get to the end of this and like read all the explanation and everything. I know because I always forget. It's like so much and it's so good, and I'm just so disappointed with David Tennant. Yes. Oh. Not personally. I blame the director and the screenwriter. Thank you. So without further ado, Katie, what's your favorite part of this section? Oh, crap. I forgot to think about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think I like the part best where they're just like walking around the site before they go to the... That is really great. To the cup where like you just see everybody. Like they get to see Seamus and Dean and they run into Oliver who like insists that Harry meets his family. And I know when you hear stuff. that he got accepted to a team and stuff. Yeah. It's so sweet. I love a little Oliver would follow it. up. And and then Harry runs into Cho and gets all like embarrassed. And it's just it's fun for them to be like seeing all their schoolmates outside of school. Yeah, you know, it's so, cute. Seamus like brought Dean. He did <laughs> on this little I love it. family sports event. It's so fun. He's met his mom now. It's official. <laughs> They've met the parents. <laughs> I love it. It's so cute. I think that part's cool. And the campground just sounds fun. Like, I never got to do that kind of stuff when I was little. I go to fun campsites yeah. and do stuff. But it, if it's anything like this, it sounds fun without I the think... terrorist attacks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think it's such a fun part, too, because you get the scope of, like, Harry and yourself, like, realizing, like, oh, there's wizards everywhere. Yeah. So then you get to, like know some little facts and I always think it's so cute the little like Salem sisters or whatever I know I love that I think that's so cute it's just it's just fun and happy it's just fun and happy yes I like that part that's a good one it's so fun what is your favorite part of the section I think that I have to stick to my spooky favorites I love um the part where the ministry people find the trio and the whole shit goes down with Winky and everything. Yeah. I think it's so good. It is really good. I love it because it's like we're getting all this set up. Like we know Voldemort's coming back already. And then we're getting all this stuff like all his, his followers are out. Like the dark mark. The dark <laughs> mark guy put up in the sky. And then we're getting all this, like, well, who done it? So it's, like, the start of, like, more mystery stuff, which yes. is always so good. Yes. 
So we get all the like Barty Crouch and Winky and all that business is coming up. But then I think what's really good is um, really how serious. I always forget. I always think of it as being kind of dumb. Like not not really dumb, but just like because you get it from like Harry's perspective. It feels like it's kind of nothing. The spew stuff with Hermione. Yes. But holy shit, I was so like disgusted reading this. Amos Diggory. Good Christ, man. The way he talks to Winky I know. is disgusting. Oh my God. He calls her elf all the time. It's Ew, not good. Ee. Just really shows the bias in the wizarding world a lot. Yeah. It's just, it's, Oof. it's scary. And then I just like, I don't, I don't like it with what's like going on in the world today with all of that and how he's like hurling accusations and stuff at people. And then when... Um, Arthur's like, you're talking to Harry Potter. Would it like think about who you're accusing? Yeah, doing this, and then he, and then he just kind of goes, oh, huh, just got carried away. Right. What? God, that is so scary. I know. That's so scary. Oh. That's like real life law enforcement. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh God, God, God. With all the like uncomfortable language and. The way that he's... It's just all bad. It's well, It hits home real hard. And I wasn't even really expecting to get those feelings until, like, the fifth book. Because I feel like that one is also very, like, relatable to what's going on right now. Yeah, I know. But, but here we go. Now, before the government's even, like, bad. Yeah. You know? And I become so immediately, like, re-sympathetic with Hermione. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to, like, get more into I Hermione know. in this book, because this is the one where she really starts she to, like, kick ass fucking, a lot. Yeah, comes out and takes no prisoners. Yeah. I love you it, You even too. see it in this section a little bit, when she's, like, going up against Percy for the first time. Really. Yes! And I was, like, surprised at the part where she's talking about that to, um, to Ron... And she's like, well, he was talking to her like she wasn't... Is this the same part or was this maybe different? Oh, I think it was... It was before when they see her struggling against the air Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, we don't know. Um, Where she's, like, saying shit about Barty Crouch. Like, oh, well, he probably, like, made her feel like she couldn't leave or something like that. And that's why she's acting like that or whatever. Right. And she's like, that's so not right. Like, they're treating her like treating her like she isn't even a person. And Ron goes, well, she's not. And then yeah. she starts to say, people like you are the reason that these, like, unjust systems are upheld or whatever. And then he, like, cuts her off. Yeah. And, and then like, let's just get going. And then Harry says something like, um, maybe Hermione is in more danger here. And, like, that's why Ron was cutting her off. But I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. No. Ron's comfortable in his... In his blood status right now, and he doesn't want to be called out like that. Yeah. Mm, think again, Harold. Oh, That's not correct, so. Yeah, there's lots to talk about in this section, so I'm really excited. But I love that, just because it, it's like, you get so much intrigue at the beginning, and then it's like, just fun stuff, like Dudley and his nasty tongue, and the <laughs> Weasleys, and ooh, look, Quidditch, all this fun stuff. But then we get right back into, like, the scary mystery. Right. And I love it! Yeah. Oh, so let's get into it. So excited about it. Uh, okay, so the first chapter is the port key. So play by play? Yes. All right, so we start with them 
waking up at the burrow that morning and they're all getting up really early and they're really grumpy and they go down into the kitchen and um we learn that bill charlie and percy are coming later because they cannot apparate and so then we talk about apparition for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then um we find out that they are walking there Oh, and Mrs. Weasley, this is important. Mrs. Yes. Weasley catches Fred and George with their toffees trying to smuggle those out of the house. And so yes. their last, like, interaction with their mom before they leave is, like, not on good terms. And they completely ignore her. Yeah, they just, like, walk out without saying anything. They're little shits during this chapter, like, big time, and then they're, they're, they're like, icing out Cedric. Yeah. Too. It's just like, right. these two... I know, I feel, I felt, like, kind of bad about it afterward, too, um, that I was, like, saying that I don't quite care for them so much. Yeah. The twins. Um, but then I started reading this section, and I was like, ah, no, I stand by it. I think they get better later in the books, maybe, but I think, like, in in this one especially, and the fifth one, I think they're unlikable to me. Yeah. Right now. I don't know. We'll see. I'll keep my eye on that. I think it's, like, once they actually get their shop. You know, yeah. that they maybe are better because they're like in the working world and they're yeah. not just like students who are having a good time, you yeah. know. But we'll see, that'll be fun to like kind of keep track of, yeah, as we go through. But anyway, so yeah, they leave like totally ignoring their mom, like on a really bad, mm-hmm. like, oh, I hate my mother yeah. kind of thing. So, but then they start walking um, towards the hill and we meet the diggeries again. Whoop, whoop. Um, and yeah, Stiggery so is a dance mom. Stiggery is so a dance mom, <laughs> just like Lucius. I know why do I keep calling them dance moms when it's just clearly like overbearing sports dads, right? But they're dance moms to me because that's 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 my interaction. Yeah, I never did like dude sports, I never had a dude sport experience as a child right. to where I like <laughs> sports dads. Dad. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. No, 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 it's dance moms. <laughs> <laughs> Amos is, like, kind of, not kind of, he's totally a jerk. Yeah, he's a real big dick. It always made me mad. And I love how humble Cedric is. He's like, Dad, Harry fell off his broom. Like, he's just, like... a real serious thing, and he's like, well, yeah, but that means you're the better flyer, duh. God, it's so rude. Like, right in front of this person. Right. To do that. And it's like, not that he fell off. Like, we know, and I'm sure Cedric knows and said something because he's a good, good boy. Yeah. That it was because of the Dementors or whatever, but Amos is like, well, he fell off and you didn't, so there's really no question about who the better flyer is. Huh? Right. Say it, Harry. Say it. (laughs) Like, it's just crazy. He's like, Harry would agree. (laughs) He's a nut. He's uh, he's completely overbearing and just too much. A, a this parent is like, that I would be embarrassed. I to feel have. like this is such a real life situation where like you meet someone who has like awful parents, and it's like, how did your child turn out so nice? Yes, like I know people from my hometown that are like that. Like I'm like, your parents are assholes. How did yes. you turn out to be such a nice person? I know. And I feel like that's how I feel about Cedric too. Like I hope his mom is nice. Yeah, because his dad is like totally the like. The Dan Scott of Audrey St. Catchpole, if you've ever watched One Tree Hill before. <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> reference sucks. are you making right now? <laughs> wow. That's a throwback. That's a throwback. <laughs> I've been uh, watching that show again oh, recently, no. so that's what made me think of it. I'm like, he's the like athlete dad who puts so much pressure on his son to be perfect. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Oh, Cedric. 
sweet, beautiful boy. Enjoy him while he lasts. Oh, I love him so much. <laughs> yeah, and it does always make my heart hurt a little bit that, like, Fred and George are totally icing him out and they're just, like, really pissing him. Yeah, for, for existing. Yeah, for, like, not noticing and, like, winning a game and then immediately being like, no, we should have a rematch. That's not fair. Yeah. What do you have to be mad Why at him for? Mad? He tried to lose. <laughs> There's a big movie difference number one in that part in the movie. They're all like, oh my god, it's Cedric. They get really excited. Well, I'd, I'd maybe be that way if I saw Robert Pattinson looking like that in his prime. Well, I mean, yeah. Same, but like... <laughs> it's like everyone loves him. Before they put the white paint on his face. Ew. <laughs> Blue fairy dust on him. Shut up. <laughs> it will always make me so happy that he hated those movies. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, funny. like that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Lead actor in a franchise who hates that franchise. <laughs> so good. I think both him and Kristen Stewart are in the same boat on that one. Yeah, they're like, why did I ever agree to that? <laughs> I so bad. I want to go back and watch those movies so badly. Twilight Podcast. Let's, <laughs> let's just have a day where we binge them all. We don't even have to podcast it. No. Let's just like watch them. I hate them so much. Except for Eclipse. <laughs> Except for Eclipse. <laughs> what, you don't like the demon baby birth at the end of Breaking Down Part 1? <laughs> oh my god. He breaks the bed! I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> okay. Keep taking me on this journey. He breaks the I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. You're talking about the birth scene at first. I was like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh no, it's during their sexy time. That is the worst because in the wife seeing her back snap in half like an exercise. Ew, and she drinks the blood out of a fucking gas station. Big gulp cup. No. Cedric Diggory, okay. I gotta get out of Forks. I gotta get out of Forks and go back to Hogwarts. Please. <laughs> okay, so then they, they take a port key, and so this is, I don't know, a part that I like because it's like one of the first forms of transportation we learn that's like not totally outrageous and weird. <laughs> I mean, like it is, but it's not like dangerous and upsetting. It's just yeah. kind of like a ride. Yeah. <laughs> So I like that. And then, yeah, that's basically the end of that chapter. So I have a nice. question. Bum, okay. bum, 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 bum. Again, I only have one question for Scholastic. Scholastic is so horny for the Triwizard Tournament. It has, like, two questions before we get to Hogwarts. Oh, my it's like, God. I don't give a shit. Get me to Hogwarts. I'm ready to talk. So I've got one question from Scholastic. And the question is, what are the advantages to the different modes of travel in the Wizarding World? Uh... Now that we know about so many now. Okay. We've got brooms, we've got the floop network, we've got apparition, apparition and port keys. Yes. Which would you rather use? I think I would use a port key. To be Honestly, honest. same because or broom. Like if driving, I, I would be afraid of apparating too because I feel like I'd die. Yeah. Even though I want to, because God, life would be easy. Yeah, I'd be scared of like splinching myself. Yeah, that's very scary. Like, it's, it's handy because it's, like, so fast. Yes. But, like, I don't know. It always, like, weirds me out when, like, I like earlier in this book they were saying, like, oh, yeah, Percy, like, apparates downstairs every morning just to show he can. And I'm like, what if you splinched yourself on your way to, like, the bathroom from your bedroom, you know? Like, that would suck. 
Was that really worth, like, just not walking down one flight of stairs, Percy? <laughs> Percy is too much in this book, and I love it. So, yeah, I don't like apparition. But I want it. Yeah. If it wasn't would, so scary. She I, built in such a serious consequence. Like, I would, I would use it if I absolutely had to, but, like, it wouldn't be my first choice for mode of transportation. Yeah, you port know? key's good. Port key is good. Yeah, I don't like the. I don't really like the flu network either. No, we've talked like, about our distaste for that. <laughs> it's like a chamber secret. Bus ride. It's too like much. Oh yeah, it. and I wouldn't want to use the night bus either. Oh no, <laughs> no, me neither. And I don't think I would care for flying. I would. I wouldn't mind it for like a short, fun little trip. I wouldn't mind it if I didn't have to go really high up in the air. Yeah, but the way they fly to travel. No. Oh. So I, I feel like, like Porky, like it's not three like my... feet off the ground and just zoom in. Yeah, <laughs> like on a toy broomstick yes, for little I'm kids. A child. <laughs> oh my! God. So it's like I feel like a Porky like isn't really like the the most like ideal form of transportation, but it kind of like wins by default because I think all the other ones kind of suck. Yeah, you know, the least dangerous and like. You know, I love easy amusement accident. park rides. It's yeah. kind of like an amusement park. <laughs> a little bit. It's just like going on a tilt-a-whirl oh until you God. get to the place you want to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, that was your only question? That was my only question from Scholastic, and we're right. waiting on Pottermore. All right. Well, chapter seven... Bagman and Crouch. Here we go. Bagman and Crouch. So this is when they <laughs> this is when they arrive at the campsite. Oh my god. How were like both of our floods not Archie? I know. Right? That was his name. The guy in his um like in his dress. Yeah. I love that guy. He's right? so funny. It's Archie. Yeah, I think his name is Archie. He doesn't come until a little bit later. Muggle women, Archie, not the men. I like these. a nice breezer on my privates. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Did we all see as young people the animation and remix of the audiobook that Neil Cicerega did once upon a time? <laughs> it's a remix of the I like a nice healthy breezer on my privates. Thanks. I gotta find that again. I have it stuck in my head all the time. Oh, no. Archie. <laughs> Thanks, Archie. <laughs> That's not his name. I'm well, who's die. the guy that's wearing a kilt? I just think it's funny that, like, these Everybody's muggles, like, or, like, none of them know how to dress like muggles at all. I know. They're so isolated. So and they funny. don't get it because, like, ministry workers, they're, like, in London. Right. You'd have to, like, dress like a muggle to get to the office. Some of them, like, we learned in later books that, like, their entrance is literally on the city street. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Even, like, Bagman, like, I feel like it's, like... Yeah, for, oh, like, yeah, he, visitors and stuff, like, they have to... I don't... Yeah. It's dumb. Or for Crouch, like, he he wears, like, a suit, and it's, like, Crouch fine, he looks it. very crisp and nice, but, like, people don't just walk around in, like, a full-on crisp suit every day. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's looking his best in the hot summer months. Oh camping. God. At a campsite. Camping. In a suit. I love this muggle guy, too, Mr. Roberts, who's just like, these people are weird. Yes. <laughs> Can we talk about how he said that galleons are the size of hubcaps? Yes. Is that, like, a weird translation thing? I don't know. Or, like, what the hell? I feel like hubcaps are big, and that's crazy for a galleon. I know. 
Like, you wouldn't be able to really carry that around in your pocket. I just assumed, like, galleons were the size of, like, like dollar coins. Yeah. Oh, police. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that was a wild one for me. Yeah. Size of a hubcap. Feet the size of baby dolphins. <laughs> What's going on, Joanne? <laughs> you make everything so large. She describes things as large a lot, and I'm realizing now that, like, in her head, like, a large ice cream is probably, like, a five-scoop cone. <laughs> like, oh, can we, like, kind of date this a little bit? Um, she she didn't tweet an apology for the Battle of Hogwarts. She didn't, I know. She hasn't tweeted in, like, a month and a half. Lady... Has she not tweeted since people got mad? I don't know. She hasn't people tweeted gonna, in a month and a half. People are going to get mad at her for not tweeting an apology. I know. We are recording this on May 2nd, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just to, like, date this. Sorry, everybody. Happy Battle of Hogwarts Day. Rip. Even though this will come out, like, three weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't but know. Maybe she just knows that people are mad at her for the last couple of years doing lame ones. She did Dobby last year. I the year honestly before, she did Snape. Snape, fine, whatever, but Dobby over Tongs? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Seriously? <laughs> I can't believe she didn't tweet anything. He didn't even die at the battle, so I feel like that shouldn't count. I know! <laughs> Apologize for everyone that dies at the battle first and then go on to other people after that. Yeah, come on. Tonks and Colin Creepy deserve an apology I first. I know. She should also apologize for not killing Umbridge. <laughs> <laughs> apologize for what you did to Tim and then you can talk about Dobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why oh, couldn't God. you just, like, actually make him feel remorse? Shh. Every time. Oh no, I don't want to snooze that. Oops. You're just going to go off again and disrupt <laughs> everything. I don't want a reminder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Okay. So, um, why are they making a muggle be the one to like control this campsite in the first place? <laughs> you know, I didn't really get that because didn't they say that they like picked a place... That was, like, kind of big and abandoned. Yeah. But I guess maybe, like, Unless so it's just, like, a muggle activity and congregation. Like in the boondocks. Yeah. You know? In the boondocks! <laughs> <laughs> what? In the middle of nowhere. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't but know. But, like, I've that always, like, I, I kind of noticed that for the first time, like, this read-around. I was like, if you want to make it so private and, like, not let muggles I know, then, like, trying... maybe don't have a muggle be your campsite manager. Yeah, I was trying to, like, pay attention because I was like, yeah, I know that they have a muggle being the campsite manager, but, like, why do they have to do that? And I maybe I missed it. Maybe we're being dumb. But I don't, I don't see a reason why. He almost makes it sound like this is just, like, a thing that that muggle does. Like, he owns this, like, campsite maybe that he people, does. like... No, but there are more because there are a bunch of different campsites and he's in charge of this one and he tells the Diggories to go and meet another guy. That's true. That's strange. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't just hire like a a wizard to like be the manager. Just put that like deterrent Hogwarts charm around the area for a couple days. Yeah. That's what they do on like the stadium. Who is causing trouble? Oh my god. It's nonstop. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. 
Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. And I, I feel uh, uncomfortable and weird since we've talked about the, like, obliviation thing. Mm. Being uncomfortable and that they are doing it so much to this Yeah, they say they do it, like, dude. five times a day. That can't be good. No. That can't be good. Well, I feel like they kind of say, like, because he ends up having to be, like, really strongly obliviated after, like, all yeah. the, like, terrorist attacks happen. And he's, like, really loopy and, like, out of it after that. Not cool. Not yeah. great. Maybe just have wizards. Right. Maybe figure it out a little better. Yeah. Maybe if you don't have the space, you shouldn't host. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got to have their chance. <laughs> Personally, in real life, I don't like living in a city that's hosting a huge sporting event. We've done that twice in the last, like, three years, and it was really stressful when we had the Super Bowl here. And then the Final Four, and there were people everywhere, and I was like, ugh. Yeah, it's not great. (laughs) I don't I don't like having all these, like, people coming to my area and, like, walking around all over the place, having to shut down, like, streets make me take a different route to work for a week straight. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. Stop invading my territory, please. <laughs> Get out of here, you Patriots fans. Everyone thinks it's such a huge honor to host a big sporting event, and I'm like, no, I don't want all these weird people here. <laughs> it's garbage. If we want to get real nasty, we talk about, like, what um, everybody does with the poor people when they host the Olympics. Disgusting! Yeah. Ooh, Horrible! Ooh, yuck. I wonder, yeah, it's like, what are they, what are the wizards doing when they're taking over little muggle fields? They're making the muggles work. Yeah. (laughs) They're not just kicking them out, they're, like, making them work. And, like, abusing them. Yeah. Ugh, yucky. So, anyway, then they get to their campsite, and they set up their kitty-smelling tents. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just... And it's, like, a three-bedroom apartment inside their tent i am always just like i know it's like for comedic effect but i think that it is crazy like the level of just like stupidity of these wizards i know like to not just like be able to like use their hands to do stuff like what the hell right to put up a tent to hammer things in like oh mr weasley was having too much fun with the mallet i'm like what what was he doing? Like how himself it, in the head with it? Like, uh, <laughs> how can it be that fun? It's like It's like nothing. they're like childish. It's just so dependent. Or even just like when Harry's like helping him out with like the money and he's like, oh yeah, I see the numbers in the corner. That makes sense. So this one's a five and Harry's like, no, that's a $20 bill. Well, they like, stop. They, they, they don't learn how to read and do math. <laughs> they're all illiterate. <laughs> Like, I get it. Like, dealing with, like, foreign currency can be a little okay, tough, but, but I I've feel like Okay, but I've been out of the country and dealt with foreign currency, and numbers are numbers are numbers are numbers. Yeah. It doesn't, like, there's no nothing on it's it. It's like, wizarding you know currency is more complicated than muggle currency. Yes. So, like, why is it so hard for you to, like, if it's understand like, it? I need 20 whatevers for this, and it says 20 on it, or you have four fives, or two fives and a ten... Mm-hmm. It's like you just do the math. Right. And you give it over. It doesn't matter what the currency is. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. Just like the level of like dependence on magic and just like complete like blindness to being able to do like anything for yourself. Yeah. 
it's weird because I don't get it because a lot of people can't do magic and and maybe not every yes what matches frighten me if they're not long but I can light a match yes I don't like to I don't like to either I always get scared I'm gonna burn my fingers but it's not that hard to do I think it's nuts I get that it's to be funny I'm not trying to like overpick but it just always strikes me that it is just like the most ridiculous yeah the most ridiculous right Say what you want about people and their dependence on technology, but every, people can still do stuff by hand. And people can still do stuff without using technology. And yeah, they're it's fine not like it. they're trying to like teach them how to like use a computer or it's something. It's fine. I can't stand it. Anyway, so they get the tents up. So they get the tents up, and, and then, then they go on the tour. When they go on the little tour and run into all their classmates. Right? Yes. Yeah. So this is just like fun because you kind of get to like. Hear about what all other people's tents look like and just kind of get an inside look into, like, what wizards do on, like, a daily basis, kind of. Like, this is just, like, a fun for Harry moment. Yeah. And is this I where think. we see the Malfoy's tent? <laughs> with the peacocks. With the <laughs> <laughs> They had to bring their peacocks oh with them. Oh, my God. We can't leave him behind. He's going to feed them. He's going to take care of their peacocks. <laughs> Don't have a house elf. Oh, not anymore. <laughs> Bellatrix can come over and do it. Oh my god. <laughs> no, she's in prison right she's now. Never mind. In prison. <laughs> Andromeda can come over. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Um Yeah, and then they go into the Bulgarian area where like all the like Bulgarian fans are all camping out and Ron is like freaking out over over Victor Crumb. Yep. <laughs> That'll change very soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is where we meet Archie. Archie. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, they run into a lot of people. They run into Ernie and Macmillan. Um, Cho, Oliver. Yep. Oh, and then this is also where we hear a little bit about like the foreign schools. Yes. Like, we don't really get to hear a lot about him, but they mentioned Bo Battens for the first Ooh, that's time. All. So, that's cool. But then they get back to the campsite, and, um... I love here, too, like, when you're hearing it, and, like, Harry's thinking about that, he's like, you know, I should have guessed, like, whatever. Of course there's other schools, I should have thought about that. And then, like, he says, like, Hermione didn't look faced by it, and he says, she probably read a book or something. It's like, no, she just thinks like a human being. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Well, have you ever seen, you think like, a, every a, magical like, a foreign person. person at Hogwarts? No. Ever? Where do, do you think everyone's just uneducated? Harold? <laughs> Harold's the uneducated one. <laughs> Jeez. But I love it. It's like, she read it in a book. It's like, no, she, she used her brain to think. <laughs> I bet there are, like, literally, I would probably be like, oh, I bet there's schools all over. I bet there's schools yeah. all over. Harry's like, ah, oh, no. Guess it just, I guess they're just it's are just now. Hogwarts. just Hogwarts. They all come to the UK for school. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Hogwarts gets at, like, thousand kids. <laughs> the two people in a, in a dorm. <laughs> the five boys and, like, one girl. Oh, J.K. Rowling sucks at math, too. <laughs> Just like all the wizards she created. <laughs> she really sees herself in her characters. 
God. Okay, so then Arthur's just kind of, like, introducing them to all these ministry wizards that stop by. We get to hear about the unspeakables for the first time. Yes. And, like, the Department of Mysteries. Bode comes back in five, right? He's the one that was in... Yeah, he's the one that gets he's strangled. Yeah. yeah. By a plant. Whoop! Devil's Snare, right? Mm-hmm. I just, re- I got excited because I recognized that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. And we got to hear about, like, the Department of Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. Um, and then, and then Bagman comes by in his full in bumblebee his outfit. <laughs> I love Bagman. I think he's cool. I love him too. And I think it's really funny how, um, just like the way that people talk about him and like Arthur for sure. And Ron, um, just like people are like, he's maybe not like the best guy. Like he kind of is like not the greatest. And then they're just like, ah, oh, he's great. He was a wonderful athlete. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, like, like that Brock excuses Turner. it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's literally That's it. That's literally it. Jesus. Well, but he's an athlete, so he's okay. Oh. He's good at playing a game. He good at sport. <laughs> he good person. No. He's good with a bat. <laughs> Got hit in the head too many times. <laughs> no, he hit other people in the head too many times, and it makes him a good person. <laughs> but he's really, like, springy and happy right now. Like, Ludo Bagman is, like, looking into the future of Cormac McLaggen. Yes! <laughs> this is what Cormac will be in, like, 20 years. Yes! Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> I just, he's in full getup. What an asshole. Like, he's a ministry worker. He's the head of a department. And he's walking around wearing Quidditch robes. This man. It's really funny to me, too, how Percy was, like, fully talking shit about this guy. Yes. But then as soon as he, like, is in front of them, he's still, like, making him tea and, like, being super professional at, yes. like, a sporting event. <laughs> yes. Yes. I just thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then they bet. They do their, like, betting thing or gambling thing. Yes. And Fred and George come up with, like, the most ridiculous bet ever. Yes. How do they do it? How do they always do it? <laughs> it's like they are time travelers and <laughs> can see the future. I'm going to write that fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> um... I can't get into time travel anymore. <laughs> <laughs> One book and now we're done. One book and I'm out. It's so confusing. I can't <laughs> I hate stand it. it. Um, and then what happens? Oh, they're just, I'm trying to see if there's over. like anything that they're talking about that's like important, and like there really isn't. They're just Bertha. like, oh yeah, they mentioned Bertha. A little bit. And, and it's like about... Arthur's like genuinely kind of being like, hey, isn't it time to like maybe send out like a search party? And he's like, no, she's fine. No, she just has a bad memory. She'll turn up eventually. Okay. He's just like shit talking one of his employees. Turns out Voldemort ate her. So how do you feel now? <laughs> <laughs> Turns how do you Voldemort feel now? Ate her. Yeah, and then Barty Crouch shows up. <laughs> I'll talk to the devil, Barty. And Percy's like <laughs> having an orgasm. Yes! <laughs> that he bows to him. Bows. What a crazy Damn. person. I love him. 
No, he doesn't bow to him. He bows to Fudge. In that's the hot box. right. And it's that's when it happens. That's when it happens. Jesus. But he makes him a cup of tea. Like, he just shows up all, like, serious. And he's like, Mr. Grouch! (laughs) What does he call him? He calls him Weatherby. Weatherby. That's it. I had So characteristic of Slughorn calling Ron names. Yes, because I was thinking, I was like, I can't get Wallenby out of my head. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, Weatherby. That comes up again later. But no, it's Wallenby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. So Mr. Crouch is just like he has a stick up his ass, just shit talking <laughs> the whole time. Oh well, there is another mode of transportation that's currently outlawed: magic carpets. <laughs> Sorry, Aladdin. <laughs> Sorry, Aladdin. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, that was funny, and I love the part where he said that like his his dad or grandfather had an old rug that could like fit a whole family. And then he made the point of saying that was before they were outlawed. And here he's like, yeah, he seems like the kind of guy who just, like, needs to let everybody know that every member of his family has always stuck to the law. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know the truth and the secret, so of course he's like Like, that. that's why he's like Of course he's over-defensive. Right. He's like, yeah, no one breaks the law in my family. We are all law-abiding citizens and nothing more. I think it's crazy, too, to think of just, like, how... Like, the way he is and how I'm sure that he is, like, kind of bitter because of all of it. Because he was, like, gonna be minister. Right. And fudge. Now he has to work for fudge. Ew. I can't help but feel a little bit bad for him. I know. Oh, I bet Percy just wept for days after it turned out that Crouch died later in the book. Well, maybe because he immediately, like, gets promoted to be, like, fudge's right-hand man or whatever. Yeah. His little secretary. Oh, Percy. Um, and then they hint at the event that's happening at Hogwarts, and we don't know what it is. What is it? This is the first time that, like, all the kids are, like, showing interest in it, too. Because in, like, the last section, like, Percy was, like, this top (laughs) secret thing. And they're, like, whatever. Now it's, like, oh, it's at Hogwarts. Like, this is for real. Like, a fun thing. Womp, 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 womp. It's exciting. Scholastic is really excited about it. Scholastic is <laughs> wet for it. Um, yeah, and then they they go buy their their like props and stuff for the yes. the game. They I buy their own have regulars. a question before we get any further. Okay, um, two questions actually, I guess, uh, both from Pottermore. So number one, we already kind of talked about this, but um, considering the statute of secrecy, is the World Cup a good idea? No. <laughs> no. I no. mean, I think, I think they just need to be better about it. I mean, like, on the whole, pretty good. But yeah. just the fact that they've got muggles running around, like, they should have worked a little harder. Right. Well, and I feel like it's it's just, like, so many people there just, like, don't care. Yeah. Like, they're, they're not even making an effort to, exactly. like, to hide anything. And I feel like we kind of have already talked about this in, like, previous, like, book club episodes where it's, like, really, how seriously do you, like, does the general wizarding population take the Statute of Secrecy? Yeah. Because, like, they're not really trying that hard to, like, keep muggles out of the loop. No. You know? Like, I think we talked about it when they were all, like, throwing parties after Voldemort disappeared in the first one and they were just, like, all out in the open. Yeah. And, like, this is no different. They're just, like, letting their kids fly around on toy broomsticks on, like, yep. a muggle site, you know? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think people really care that much if it's something worth celebrating over. They don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. This is like a big world get together. Yeah. So like they're not, they're not gonna hide anything or tone back their celebrations just to keep a secret. If Gellert would have just waited, he would have creamed his pants. People don't give a shit. Yeah. People don't give a shit in the nineties. Right. <laughs> he should have just waited. <laughs> They'd have been like, okay. Yeah, let's reveal ourselves, make her life easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. And then I did have a second question, um, which I don't really know. I don't know if they're talking about just like specifically this part, um, or if it's kind of continuing in um, to this next part when they get up in the box. Um, but who is the better host, Bagman or Crouch? I feel like. I feel like Betty. Ludo's, like, more fun. Yeah. But Barty Crouch, I think, is, like... More responsible. And respectful. Yeah. Even with Fudge. Like, we get to him talking about the, like, minister of Bulgaria. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I feel like it, it kind of depends on, like, what angle you're trying to come from. Because if it's just, like, which host is trying to make it more of, like, an entertaining thing for people, that is definitely Bangman. But yes. if you're talking about, like... Which one has, like, thought it through more and is being more organized and yeah. responsible and, you know, then it's definitely Crouch. Yeah, I wouldn't trust Ludo Bagman to babysit a child. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I don't know, like, running a whole event is one thing and hosting it is another. Right. So I'd say he's probably the best, but he is running around like a chicken with his head cut off, like, gambling with everybody and, like, getting his life in danger. He is. Instead of, like hosting like foreign government officials at this event yeah definitely and he kind of just like he pushes it on crouch because he's like well he's the one who knows how to communicate with those people he speaks all those languages so like we'll let him deal with that i'm the ex-professional quidditch player i'm the one who has to make sure the game runs properly yeah so He's like that host who just like gets so excited for people to come over and then once they do, he's like, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so let's get into that box. Let's yes, get this game going. We get into the box. So they're like all the way up at the top. What I think is crazy, here's like a big difference to me, is this situation with the Malfoys and the box and whatever. Is that they're like they're, like, in the same box, and it's very, very good seats. Like, they're sitting with the Minister of Magic. Like, right. it's crazy. Yeah. And then, like, in the movie, it's just like, oh, yeah, have to sit up high. Oh, poor people's oh, seats. God. <laughs> you know? Like, right. I, I think it's more impactful if they have to sit by each other. I think right. it's funnier. I think so, too. I think it's hilarious. And I, I love how, like, you can tell that, like, both Arthur and Lucius totally want to make all these, like, Snyder marks to each other, but they're like, uh, uh, ministers here. Yeah. <laughs> they just can't. And we get our first uh, glance at Narcissa. We do. I forgot that we don't see her up until this mm-hmm. point. Harry insults her, I think, a few times. <laughs> Making those, those your mom jokes. <laughs> Yo mama jokes. Yo mama. <laughs> and then we meet Winky for the yes. first time. Yes. Such a disappointment. I don't like this movie. Oh, God. (laughs) I, like, here's the thing about this movie is, like, all of the characters that, like, they did add that are, like, new, 
were so well done. Like, Rita Skeeter's really great. Yeah. Mad-Eye Moody's really great. Mm-hmm. Like, Cedric and Cho and Fleur and Victor. Like, well, not Victor, but, like, the rest of them are all good in the movies. But, like, Ludo and Winky both, like, really miss out yeah. in this one. And I feel like they're two of, like, the more exciting characters Can I make that a, we meet. Can I make a comment that's perhaps a little too early, but I just need to say it because we read about the Vila stuff in this section. Yeah. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean because I think she's very pretty. Mm-hmm. But the girl who plays Floor is just not enough. She's not hot enough. I don't even think it's hot enough. Like, she's very pretty, but she doesn't look like a fucking space alien you want to pork. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But you know what I mean? Like, she's supposed to look, like, ethereal. Yeah. Not just, like, beautiful in French. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's very beautiful in French. But I don't think she's, like, weird enough looking. Yeah. I just, after getting this description... I just, like, that is that is something that always disappoints me. Yeah. I'm not That's saying true. she's not pretty. I'm just saying that she's, like, she's normal looking. Yeah. She looks like a person. Right. I feel like she plays the part of Fleur really well. Yes. I Especially agree. in number four. But like, I think they just should have just, like, slapped a wig on her or something. Yeah. You know? Give her the hair. Yeah. The hair, at least. Come on now. Mmm. I know. Everybody disappoints me in this movie. I'm just thinking about her fucking attitude in this book, and it's so good, and you get, like, nothing out of her but just, like, screaming and being bad at sport. I know. Which I also hate. I hate that, like, the girl, of course, is the one who's, like, not good at the game. It's all garbage. (laughs) It sucks. No I feel like Victor kind of gets the same thing in the movie, too. He literally has one line in the movie, and that's it. Shut up. Does he really? I think so. Oh my god. I can't think of any other one except for his like, you have no business here. (laughs) This dead is for champions. (laughs) And And friends. (laughs) And that's like all he says in that entire movie. Other than that, it's just him walking around being like a surly dude. Does he even say a word to Hermione? I don't think so. He kisses her hand and he dances with her. And that's it. I gotta go. <laughs> I think you're right. That's crazy. I don't think he says anything else. That's crazy. Doesn't that suck? That's crazy. Because I feel like, was it with you that, like, we were, like, doing, like, one of our dumb games once where we were, like, let's, like, imitate the characters. Yes. And Victor Crumb was one of them, and I was like, I can't think of any quote of his to do. Yes. Oh, that, yes. Oh, my God. It makes me so mad. I can't wait to talk about these books. Oh, God. I I think, too, like, I'll be, I'll be real and honest. I also think that, like, it was weird casting that he was just so, like, typecast as, like, Eastern European. Yeah, I (laughs) know. You know, know, it was, like, very, like, overly, just too much. You know what I mean? It was just a lot. But he didn't get to be, like, this skinny, weird-looking dude. Like, his description about being, like, duck-footed, and he's hunched over, and he's got kind of like a big nose. He just looks like a big bird. It's like, clearly people are into him because he's famous, not because he's hot. Yeah. You know? Just get some weird, like, pro wrestler. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hulk Hogan. No, Hulk, Hulk Hogan is now the Hulk. Or not, Hulk Hogan is now the Hulk. Hulk Hogan is Victor Crumb. Let's it's do so it. It's so warm right now. It's too much. Hulk Hogan is Victor Hulk Crumb. Hogan. What's happening? <laughs> That's the only wrestler I know. I don't know so- any other. Or <laughs> like not your lever. Somebody at work the other day. John Cena. Oh my sorry. John okay. Cena and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> I somebody at work the other day brought up a name that I haven't heard and I feel like a millennia and I like I feel like I turned to stone. They said, Do you remember Dog the Bounty Hunter? <laughs> and I like time traveled oh and went God. outside of my body. Dog the who would Dog the Bounty Hunter play in the Harry Potter movies? <laughs> I don't even know. Mad Eye Rooney. <laughs> Party Crouch. Junior. Junior. <laughs> oh my god, I'm oh sorry, god. we have to move on. Talk okay. about the top box. Okay, so we meet Winky. <laughs> yes. And she is babysitting. <laughs> Party Crouch she Junior is babysitting. In this part. That's who's in that empty seat. So so good. I think Aww. this is the first time I've read this part remembering that, like, he was there yes. while I'm, like, reading this part. And then know? he steals the wand from Harry right there. Yeah. I always forget that that's part of his story. And yeah. then this time I was like, aha, there's an empty seat. I know who's sitting there. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, he would have been so excited when he saw Harry Potter walk into that box. He would have been like, yes. It's happening. <laughs> then my plan starts now. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's good. And so this is like we Robin get an update Hermione's. on Dobby too. We do. We get a do- well. He's in this book, isn't he? Later. Yes. But we get to hear how he's, he's working doing. at Hogwarts, and we learn that he's kind of like a shameful thing to other house elves. Yeah, like they're We're all starting like, to get the weird stuff. Yeah, like she's all like, "I don't think you did a good thing for him." Like he's asking to be paid now. Yeah, That's that Dobby's weird. like the the only one, and the rest of them are like. I don't know. Yeah. Very complicit, and it's not great. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah, and it's, like, you you learn that, like, house elves, like, are not even aware that, like, they are so mistreated. Like, they're just like, this is how it's supposed to be. Whatever. This is my life. It's not great. It's bad. My face is hurting from (laughs) this expression I'm making. It's not great. Okay, Hermione to the rescue very soon for these poor house elves. Um, and then who comes in after? Oh, and that's also Ron and Hermione's first time getting to, like, learn what a house elf is like, too. Like, they had never met Dobby before. Yeah, and Hermione goes down a a highway she'll never get off of. Yeah, never. (laughs) This is gonna be, I fully, like, expect that, like, this is gonna be her job. It's, like, working for, like, the regulation and control of the magical creature's office someday when it's she's older crazy. and she's gonna like take up that health self thing to a whole new level yeah and they talk about the like wand thing too which is nuts and that there's like all this like i'm sorry this is later but it's just on my mind where there's all this like weird stuff which we learn more about in like um deathly hallows right sorry <coughs> that we learn more about in deathly hallows where um like they they talk about like um, isn't like Grip Hook or something talks about how um, wizards think that like goblins are like covet wands 
and stuff and that they like yes. won't allow them to have wands and it's the same like with um amos diggory is saying like well that's like a that's like a full crime for yeah. you to have possession and use a wand that they're keeping them down because they're more powerful than they could ever be. Right. Fuck wizards, man. Oh. It's crazy. It's really gross. It continues to be weird and uncomfortable when, you know, like, in this book, it's it's a direct line that Hermione says that it is slavery. It is. And then you think about, too, like, the the weird kind of, like, Native American overtures that, like, the centaurs have and stuff, and that, like, their land needs to be regulated by the the white British government. It's right. just all very, like, oh, God, oh, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's such a good metaphor for racism. It is. It's, and it's, only it's, Hermione talks about it. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like the very obvious metaphor in these books is the whole, like, blood status thing, but, yes. like, the way that magical creatures are treated is so... Yeah, like, one. true, like, magical races... Yeah. ...here. Like, yeah. is... It's huge. Right. Yeah, it's nuts. Oh, these books are such a good platform for, like, social justice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Fudge comes in... Yes. And Percy tries to impress him and embarrasses himself and then gets like, he keeps throwing jealous looks at Harry because Fudge at this point is like, oh, Harry, good to see you again. Yes. And it's really funny. And he's being really racist with the Bulgarian yes. prime minister. So gross. Ew. And then the Malfoys come in. Yes. As a special guest for making a large donation. <laughs> And Arthur's like, I'm here because I have friends at the ministry. I know that I I truly do believe that Draco Malfoy is smart, but I think that Lucius Malfoy would have paid for him to get into Yale. <laughs> he would have. Topical. He would have been like Lori Lachlan and yes, huge. Did you see her? Pays for him to go to pig farms. on her like. For- <laughs> On her first, like, day in court, that she was, like, waving and stopping to sign autographs and, like, wouldn't take her sunglasses off and was, like, acting like a movie star. Yes. Good. Yikes. God. The craziness. I used to love her so much. (laughs) What a fucking nut. Aunt Becky. Come on. Becky, no. Becky, no. No, Becky. No, Becky. (laughs) (laughs) So the match starts. So the no, mas- well, no, the the mascots come the mascots. out first. So then we see the Vila and all the guys are like fully losing their minds. Yeah. Harry and Ron both almost jump out of the like top box. Here's what's here's what's stupid to me. Okay, so I know that like the Vila are like channeling many different things. Like they're harpies and they're sirens. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get it. Like, the, the singing and the dancing to lure men to jump off the boats. I get it. We all get it. Yeah. It's fine. But I also think that, um, Miss Homophobia strikes again. Why are women not affected by this? Yes. Hermione and Jane are both like, oh my god. Okay. That's just stupid to me. Yeah. That's stupid. There's just, they're like weird, they're weird hotties. And they're dancing sexy. Right. Jump off a cliff, Ginny. (laughs) You specifically. (laughs) Ginny. Yeah. She's gay. (laughs) She's so gay. (laughs) So why isn't she trying to jump? 
That's stupid. That is a good point. And can I ask, too, like, I don't know this for real. Like, what is their deal? Because, like, is that not, like, starting to, like, cross over into, like, I don't know, some sort of, like, furry situation? Like, they say they're magical creatures. Right. Do people want to, like... But it's okay, because for the most part, they look human. Like, they want to fuck a monkey? Like, a hot (laughs) monkey? Like, Planet of the Apes? (laughs) Sexy lady monkey? It's like they're women, but they're not human. That's, That's weird. That's like how Harry describes it in his That's head. weird. Yeah. Somebody did fuck one, marry one, grandma. Yeah. Can they talk? I don't know. They just, they, like, they scream. Can, yeah. It's weird to me. Yeah, I don't get it. Take us through a bit more. I'm going to, like, look this up and see if there's any real definitive anything. Okay. So, is it now that the ref tries to ban them, or is that later? No, that's, like, during the match. That's, like, during the match. Um, and then, so everyone is all like, aw, you can't, like, make them stop. But then the leprechauns come and give everyone gold. And so that makes everyone, like, fans of Ireland again. Yes. And then the match starts. Um, and it's... I don't know. I always get kind of bored by this part, to be honest. Like, I'm just like, even if it's professional Quidditch, I don't care. Here's what what the wiki says. The Vila are a race of semi-human, magical humanoids, reminiscent of the uh, Vila, V-I-L-A, in Slavic folklore. Little is known about their biology. They appear to be young, beautiful humans. Um, their looks and especially their dance is magically seductive to almost all male beings, which causes such people to perform strange acts in order to get nearer to them. Incredibly beautiful women with moonbright skin and white gold hair. Despite the absence of wind, it is always blowing Beyonce, Beyonce. They have <laughs> the ability to hypnotize and mesmerize most men with their seductive dance. They have their own type of magic, which does not require a wand. They transform into harpies. Uh, and they can launch fireballs from their hands. And then their hair is used in wands. And they can crossbreed. And that's all we know. So they're just humanoids. Weird. And that's what I wonder about, like, her rules for vampires. Right. Is it, like... Classic, you gotta get bit to be shit? Or can can they have <laughs> That's va- how vampire babies? Werewolves. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird to me that it's like specifically like a magical creature. But like they're humanoid and they can um procreate with people. Yeah. It's just weird to me and I needed to talk about it because it made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very sorry. Anyway, the boring sports happen. The boring sports happen. Ireland wins, even though Crumb catches the snitch. Hooray. Yay. <laughs> I don't really care about the, the match that much at all. No. Um, the Irish seeker almost dies like a million times. Yes. Just breaks his face. <laughs> um, but Fred and George win their, their bet. Yes. Against... Bagman. Yes. Which comes back later on. Um, and then they all come into the top box, and 
that's pretty much it. That's all that happens yep. in that chapter. All right, the dark mark, chapter nine. <laughs> yes. So they go back to their tents. They go to bed for a really short amount of time, and then almost immediately, Mister Weasley's like waking them up again and telling them to just like run away. That would be very scary. Yeah. Would not care for that. Especially, like, being like, oh, I'm away from my house. Run out of this tent and into the woods where you're safe, children. No, thank you. Scary. Yeah, because guess not who's out? Not if my dad can't come with me. The college boys with their tiki torches are here. Yeah. Oh, yikes. No, thank you. That's terrifying. So they run out. The Death Eaters are at it again. <laughs> Everybody's just like, it's all these people who didn't go to prison got really drunk and decided to like go nuts. Yeah, <laughs> that, That's just like the whole thing of it. And I love like at the end in the graveyard hearing Voldemort be like, you assholes <laughs> decided to start shit. I hate you all. <laughs> I love that. I think that's really funny. Yeah, and then like Vardy Crouch just like gets pissed that they're doing it and like shoots off the dark mark to freak them yes. off. <laughs> yes, That's so disrespectful. Oh, you guys are all assholes. <laughs> My God. So they run into so, Sam Shunpike and some other little kids trying to say that they're going to be the minister. Yeah. Of the well, they they run whatever. into Malfoy first. Oh, they run into him first. They run into Malfoy. Do you remember the girl in our like class? Who is all, like, a huge Germany shipper. And she was like, this is Malfoy trying to protect Hermione from them because he's telling her to, like, run away because they're after her kind. And they were like, it's because he's in love with her. Do you remember that or am I just making that up? Katie, I literally was about to go on a rant about it. Really? Because reading that part again, I was, like, throwing up. And like we said before... You ship what you want to ship, and everything's fine, and we all love you. You do you. If you love Germany, who cares? Yeah. It's fine. But I refuse this. I refuse this. This mm-hmm. is such garbage. He's just being awful. Right. He's just, like, so comfortable. He's being a little dick. Nothing's going to happen to him, and he's just trying to scare them because he thinks it's funny. Yeah. Oh, I know. Because I remember when she was, like, talking about that, like, in class, I was like, oh, maybe she has a point. But then, like, reading it again? No. No. And I'm, like, a person who is so pro Malfoy Redemption that, like, I so wish that that was what this was supposed to be, but it's not. No, he doesn't get one. No. No. Sorry, and definitely not here, because this is the same... Little fucker who, when he was 12 years old, was saying that he hopes Hermione dies when yeah, the attacks were happening. exactly. Fuck He's you. still in that mindset. He's awful. And I'd care for him deeply, but he sucks. And I just, Especially like, in he's this not book. doing anything to, to do any. He's not. Right. You he's can't. not trying to give them a warning. You can't. No. Oh, God. I, like, I totally forgot that that girl said that until I read this part again. And then I was like, I don't know where she, like, came up with that. Like, just reading it without any, like, proper, like, awareness or inflection or tone or anything of, like, what's going on. Like, no awareness of the world around what's going on in these lines. Right. When it's, like, last words are like, well, you better get out of here. Or whatever. It's, like, him being antagonistic. Yeah. I can't stand people. No, he's he's a shit. He's a bag of rotting shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's just that's just how it is. Right. Sorry, everybody. Oops. There's no time. There's no time for it right now. He sucks. Right. 
he's not being a good person. No. He thinks it's funny. There's nothing scary about he's it. He's literally to him just right like now. standing there like slouching by the tree and is like, Yeah, you guys better run. It's scary out there, isn't it? He's awful. He's like that like gross older brother who like plays pranks on like his little siblings to freak them out. Brother and George Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except actually an ass about it. Yeah. No, I don't care for him. <laughs> yeah. He's gross. But yeah, then they run into like all those like the the Vila mm-hmm. and the guys who are um trying to impress them. The return of Stanley. The return of Stan Shunbike. And Harry's all like, oh, I know that guy. And then he turns around <laughs> and runs like, I invented a broomstick. <laughs> Good lord. I love it. And then Harry realizes that his wand is missing. Very scary. Mm-hmm. That would be a really vulnerable feeling to just, like, not have any kind of protection on you when there In are, like, this, terrorists like, all danger. over. Yeah. Very scary. Um, but then they just, like, they kind of get... Oh, no, then they run into Bagman, and he's, like, super disoriented. Like, I love this. he doesn't this. really have any idea Because, what's going on. like, you think at first he's, like, running around because things are, like, scary, and at first you think he's, like, run away from it or something. Mm-hmm. But it's that you, like, previously saw goblins, like, go- counting money or whatever in the forest. Like, oh, they must have been gambling or something. And then Bagman is, like, running away. From, like, these goblins who we owe so much money to, like, we know in the future. Right. Of what's happening. And they're like, what's, he's like, what's going on? What's going on? And they're like, well, there's, like, people attacking muggles out there. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then runs out to go, like, help or whatever. But I just think it's hilarious that he's out here, like, getting, like. <laughs> Freaked out that he thinks yeah. he's going to get caught. Yeah, like, just threatened by these goblins. Like, you better fucking pay us, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> And then he's just like, oh, Death Eaters? A b- bummer. Like, yeah. <laughs> I gotta go. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> but then they just, like, they get out of the, the crowd and they're just kind of, like, sitting and talking. And then we hear someone shout the spell that makes the dark mark appear. Yep. And Harry's like, what? What does it mean? What's going on? What is it? And Hermione's like, uh, we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. Um, and then this is when all the ministry officials, like, stop them. Yep. And are shouting at them. And try and kill them. And try and kill them. Three, um, Expelliarmus spells knock Snape the fuck out. Can you imagine what, like, 20 stunning spells would do to children? Dead! I mean, we know what they do to McGonagall. Yeah. In Order of the Phoenix. Mm Mm-hmm. So. (laughs) Fucked up. Yeah, seriously. So they all go nuts and... So they all go nuts, assuming that, like, the Papa kids are Diggory the ones. is, like, going crazy. Yeah. And then Mr. Weasley's like, no, that's my kid. No. Can we talk about this for a second? How come Ron was the only one of all the Weasley kids who got to invite friends to come to the cup with them? <laughs> Honestly. None of the others ever get to have friends over. Why didn't Lee Jordan get to come with Fred and George? I know. Why didn't Ginny get to invite, like, Luna or Colin to come with her? They did talk about the love goods in this They book. did, I know. That was kind of fun. I don't know what made me think of that now, but, like, it made me think of it earlier. I was like, why does Ron only ever get to be the one that invites yeah. friends over during the summer? <laughs> None of the others do. Well, Is I it because his friends are outcasts? <laughs> like, not part of the world? Like, the wizarding world during the summer? I think so. I think so. I think that's the reason. 
That's still lame. <laughs> Why don't Fred and George get to hang out with Lee at the cup? Okay, but yeah, Mr. Weasley comes. <laughs> Sorry. That was just like something yeah. I was going to bring up earlier no, and I, I forgot. <laughs> um, and then Mr. Diggory almost accuses Barty, too. Yeah. Like, he doesn't just almost accuse Harry. Like, Mr. Crouch is like, you know how much I despise the dark arts. Why are you accusing me of teaching my house elf dark magic? Yeah. Yeah. That's another one I think is, like, really interesting of, like, I, like, sentence my own son to death, basically. Yeah. So. Uh, so you think I would teach my house elf this yeah. shit? I don't Oh, don't think they so. think he's dead? Because the wife died in prison? Yeah. So. Yeah, he sentenced his son to death. Yeah. His son and his wife. Right. Um, you know he's not gonna cast that yeah, shit. and she mentions that, like, uh, Crouch is, like, such a notable figure at the ministry because, like, everyone is, like, bowing down to him, and it's like, yeah, because they're all scared of him. Yeah. <laughs> they know he stands for nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he will sentence anybody. Yeah. He takes That's why Percy, all like, kisses prisoners. his shoes all the time. Yes. <laughs> um. They find Winky. So they find Winky with a wand- it's so sad. It is really sad. Calling her elf all the time. Just, like, not even, like, paying attention. It's like they're questioning her, but, like, not paying attention to, like, her but testimony the, Just at her. All. It's so sad that she just keeps saying, I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how. I just picked it up. I don't know how to do it. I don't right. know how. Like, there's nothing she can do. Right. And then he dismisses her. And, and she she's, just, like, full on sobbing. She loses it. She just this loses it. That's so sad. And Hermione's, like, yelling at Mr. Crouch. I, I love know. it. It's amazing. Like, everyone is like, we're not going to step in. And Hermione's like, how dare you? Yeah. You they fucking to, suck. They <laughs> have to, like, drag her away. And Arthur's like, I I agree with you, but we cannot do this. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then they go back to their tent. And here he finds out what Death Eaters are. Yeah. Why would they be called that if it wasn't the case? (laughs) So full of energy about it. That's like the most convincing piece of evidence ever. Why else would he call them Death Eaters? Come on. I can't stand. Yeah, so then it's just like a fitful night's rest. Yeah. And off we go in the morning. Right. Oh, Every Harry also just, like, learns what the dark mark is. Like, no, yes. none of the young kids really understand, like, what the dark mark is or what it represents at all. Because mm-hmm. even, like, Ron is like, I don't, I don't understand. Why is that such a scary thing? Yeah, only Hermione. If Voldemort's dead, then, like, why do people care? Yeah. And Mr. Weasley's like, um, because of PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> but then everybody wants to leave right away in the morning. It's yeah, like a nightmare so the to get next out of morning there. it's like, we gotta get out. And they show up back at home, and Mrs. Weasley surprises all of them by, like, hugging Fred and George right yeah, away. She's like, I so sad. yelled at you before you left. What if you had died? I love how they use that against her later, like, the night before they leave for Hogwarts. And she said, like, you're not writing out more order forms for your stuff, are you? And they're like, no, Mom. <laughs> if the Hogwarts Express were to crash tomorrow and we died, how would you feel about that? God. So funny. Oh, we also learned who Rita Skeeter is, too. Yes. This is her little introduction. In this part, when she is, like, trash-talking Mr. Weasley. And that she's, like, such a menace that, like, 
Diggory comes back and is like, so it's it's all fucked up. We gotta go before she gets there. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So really, so, I, like, I don't even, this was a short one. This what was even a really, really short chapter. In this? They're in just this like way. back and getting ready to go. I mean, Harry is like kind of freaking out because he's like, okay, my scar hurt. Oh, and I thought yeah, it was so whatever. He, he but now, like, it's kind of on. ironic that, like, Death Eaters would, like, come out again right after, like, my scar hurt. Yeah. What a kawinky dink. Yeah. <laughs> Something's happening. Like, it's just, like, these two things that, like, seem unrelated, but, like, they kind of are related. Like, it's the first signs that, like, shit's about to go down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he tells Ron and Hermione about that, and their reactions are, like, exactly as Harry pictures yep. them in the first chapter. <laughs> but then, yeah, it's just, like, oh, they're at the burrow having fun, and Mr. Weasley and Percy are busy with work, putting out fires everywhere, and yep. um, then they get ready to go back to school, and that's pretty much how the chapter ends. And that's oh, and you find out about the dress robes, I guess. Oh, yes. <laughs> Another foreshadowing I thing. forgot about that. And so. that's that's where our section ends as well. Yeah. So yeah, more setup. Kind of two episodes of setup here, and now once we're at Hogwarts, it's like shit really starts to get nasty. So yes, yay! I love this book so much. It's so fun. Even this, like, it's such a long time of setup, like longer than other books so far. Can we talk about how in the movie? At, like, we're getting to Hogwarts, and we are on page 158. Like, that's where we're going to be picking up, and all of this stuff happens in the first, like, ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> this will be, this commentary they're is going like, to be a rough one for they're sure. They're on the train to school already, ten minutes into the movie, page 158 in the book. So stupid. So stupid. But really, like, I'm enjoying this much setup. Yeah, me too. Like, this, so far, would have been, like, basically getting close to, like, half the book of the first two. Right. Ten chapters in. Yeah. And we're, like, just getting started. But right. I'm, like, thoroughly enjoying it. Me too. And, you know, like, I love, like, I love some setup. But, like, you know, this is pretty, like, minimal stuff. But it's all been fun. hmm It's all been good fun it's stuff. It's all been fun stuff. And now it's about to get real crazy. And there's going to be some uh, middle school drama. Some prom. Some death-defying stunts, some dragon fights that do not leave the area or destroy parts of the castle, and some freaky little mermaids. Yes. So excited. Death and Voldemort. Here we go. so much coming up. (laughs) It's going to be a nice I'm just so excited to get to the last section. (laughs) I know, right? Every book, I'm like, I can't wait to get to the end. (laughs) (laughs) But now these big books, it takes so long to get to the end. It does, but there's such juicy stuff in between. That's why Hogwood Prince is going to be fun, is because we don't have to wait till the end to get to Voldemort stuff. We can cover Voldemort in like every podcast. I hope so. (laughs) Oh, God. Man, you guys, this was a really short episode. Sorry, but we don't care to talk about sports. Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe, was it shorter than, like, talking about Dudley's tongue? Yeah. This episode's <laughs> oh shorter than the first one. This is crazy. That's funny. It'll be picking up soon, guys. Like, <laughs> yep. once we get to Hogwarts, this is when all the real shit starts yeah. to happen. Next so. episode, we're, we're in it. We're meeting new characters. We're doing new things. We're learning exciting stuff. It's going to yeah. be great. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Yeah. Now, 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 now. Who's pumped? Me. Me too. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, let's not just drag this out because we're feeling embarrassed. It's so short. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MyrtleBathPod. And us email us. Emails, yes. MyrtleBathPod at Gmail. Seriously, guys, nobody has emailed us yet. <laughs> no one. And we want emails. <laughs> just want to talk to you. So... You can rate and review us on iTunes or wherever. I don't care. And you will be featured. You'll be featured if you're if nice you to us. <laughs> or if you're not, I'll cry. Do you want that? Do you want that? <laughs> Do you want that before we watch this movie and I cry because a fucking Amos Diggory's actor goes too hard? Do you want <laughs> oh, me to cry no. before that? Oh, I'm no. sorry. I don't think so. So be nice. Okay? I'm sorry to get so combative about this, but like, I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> threatening me <laughs> also tell your friends and fam about us people who like harry potter it's always yes. nice to just kind of spread the love we want people to listen we love you and we want your friends to love us so we can love them too thank you for listening thank you so much we, we will see you next week with 11 through 15 bye guys <laughs>